Coming up on BBP News, President Biden delivered his annual State of the Union address this week. What did he discuss in the State of the Union? And the spy balloon from China is down. What are we learning now that it is down? And a Blockbuster's jobs report came out last week. Today is Friday, February 10th. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of BBP News. I am Chris Baker. As you may tell by now, Nick is off today. He is getting ready for Super Bowl um, Super Bowl Sunday, I guess you could call it. That doesn't sound right, but that's what my head is saying right now. But he's getting ready for the Super Bowl. But he will be back here Monday morning with a news episode to join us. And, of course, the week ahead. Uh, getting into the weather, in Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy 77 with a partly cloudy weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is cloudy 58 degrees with a mostly sunny weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is partly cloudy 33 with a sunny weekend. And in New York City, it is mostly sunny 56 with a cloudy weekend. So we got plenty of news to get into today, so I'm just going to jump right into it, starting out with the State of the Union address. And that was a lively State of the Union this week. Uh, we had plenty of claps, some booing, and even a possible deal that was made right in the middle of the speech. But more on that in a second. We will also discuss the Rep Republican rebuttal. And the speech was an hour and 12 minutes, the seventh longest in history. And he hit on a lot of different topics. But overall, he discussed Republicans and Democrats working together in places where they can find common ground. The theme of the president was delivering was finishing the job, like capping the cost of insulin at $35 a month for all Americans, not just ones on Medicare, finish the climate change agenda, upgrade the child tax credit, funding the border security, cracking down on fentanyl, coming down on junk fees and big tech, just to name a few. The president also announced a new standard that would require all construction materials to be made right here in the United States, an announcement that got huge applause from both sides. Speaking of applause, it is normal for the president's side to stand up and applause something he said while the other side remains completely seated. It is normal for sometimes both sides to stand and clap. What has never been seen before is a deal being made right in the middle of the State of the Union. That happened when the president was discussing the importance of raising the debt ceiling and how Republicans want to cut spending, and he quoted Senator Scott's proposal to remove Social Security and Medicare, but the Republicans in the chamber Tuesday night were not having it and started booing. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Then something remarkable happened. Biden and the Republicans in the chamber agreed not to cut Social Security. All right. We got unanimity. So tonight, let's all agree, and we apparently are, let's stand up for seniors. The Republicans' rebuttal was delivered by newly elected Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders and former White House Press Secretary under former President Trump. 
Her speech started with her saying that she was not able to trust a thing the president says and suggested we need new leadership in Washington. Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it. His administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. For more in-depth coverage of the State of the Union, check out the Medium article that Nick wrote. The link will be down in the show notes. So one of the biggest moments during the State of the Union may have happened before the State of the Union even started. And this happened when Senator Mitt Romney walked up to Representative George Santos from the 3rd District in New York. Uh, Santos was sitting on the outside of the aisle waiting for the president to walk in. So he had the opportunity to shake the president's hand and who was escorting the president. Um, so there was an exchange between the two, and here's how it went down according to Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney started off by saying, you should not be here. Santos replied, go tell that to the 142,000 people that voted for me. Mitt Romney told Santos, you're an ass. Santos then replied, you are a much bigger asshole. Then, after the State of the Union, Romney had this to say to reporters. And if he had any shame at all, he wouldn't be there. The very next day, Representative George Santos had this to say to reporters. It's not the first time in history that I've been told to shut up and go to the back of the room, especially by people who come from a privileged background. Uh, and it's not going to be the last, and I'm never going to shut up and go to the back of the room. And I think it's reprehensible that the senator would say such a thing to me in the demeaning way he said. It wasn't very Mormon of him. That's what I can tell you. Moving on to the China spy balloon, U.S. fighter jets shut down the Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina over the past weekend. The president told reporters he gave the order on Wednesday. The balloons was brought down by the Atlantic Ocean right after the FAA ordered a ground stop of all flights in and out of the area. The restriction was lifted a short time later, and the U.S. Navy and Coast Guard vessels are in the area where the balloon went down. Navy divers will go and recover what is left of the balloon and the technology it was carrying. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said the balloon was being used by the Chinese government to, quote, survey strategic sites of the U.S. government, end quote, and said the president gave the order to take down the balloon, quote, as soon as the mission could be accomplished without undue risk to American lives under the balloon's path, end quote. He also said throughout the balloon's flight, the Department of Defense was, quote, closely monitoring its path and in intelligence collections activities. Now the Chinese government is pissed that the U.S. government shut down the spy balloon over the weekend, saying the U.S. overreacted and basically said they were reserving the right to retaliate however they saw fit. First, there's a basic disagreement about what the balloon was. The Pentagon says it was surveillance balloon meant to spy on the United States, but the Chinese in several statements maintain it was one of their unnamed citizens' airships used for meteorological purposes that accidentally blew into the United States airspace. We will see exactly what it was once the U.S. military pulls it out of the Atlantic Ocean and the FBI examined the pieces. 
Now, we already know that the relations between the United States and China are super tense. After the U.S. fighter jet shut down the balloon, China's foreign minister said China, quote, will reserve the right to make any further necessary responses, end quote, that is being seen as a relevant threat of relations, though it's very unspecific. Monday, the Chinese said the U.S. side deliberately, quote, hyped up the matter and use of force was unacceptable and irresponsible, end quote. Of course, the United States completely disagrees. A violation of our sovereignty, a clear violation of international law, and clearly unacceptable. And we've made that clear uh, to, uh, to China. Any country that has its airspace violated in this way, I think, would uh, respond similarly. And uh, I can only imagine what the reaction would be in China if they were on uh, the other end. It's no secret that the United States and China have spied on each other over the years. In fact, back in 2001, a U.S. spy plane flying over the coast of China was forced down by a collision of a Chinese jet. All 24 American service members on board were held in China and interrogated for 10 days. Last week, the Pentagon said the Chinese spy balloon wasn't an isolated incident, and we have seen them before in the U.S. airspace under other administrations, but did not offer many details until this week. The commander of NORAD says our intelligence agencies learned after the fact of three similar Chinese spy balloons floating in the United States airspace, undetected for a brief time under President Trump and at least one other time under President Biden. Former President Trump said he was never made aware of those balloons, the commander of NORAD said he, too, never detected the balloons, but there may be possible domain awareness gaps of the military that need to be fixed. And speaking of these balloons, they've been spotted in other countries. Of course, the Pentagon confirmed besides one shot over the weekend, there's one in Latin America as we speak. Monday, the Chinese foreign minister acknowledged saying, yeah, it's ours and gave Pretty much the exact same explanation for what it is and how it got there. The Pentagon said that China has a fleet of surveillance balloons and they've been spotted in the past over Europe and Asia. A blockbuster jobs report was released last week from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It found in the month of January, employers created 517,000 jobs and employment rate hit 3.4%, which is a number we haven't seen since May of 1969. Leisure and hospitality added 128,000 jobs in January compared to an average of 89,000 jobs per month in 2022. Over the month, food services and drinking places added 99,000 jobs, while employment continued to trend up in accommodation uh, for 15,000 jobs. In January, employment and professional and businesses services rose by 82,000 jobs, led by gains in professional, scientific, and technical services for adding 41,000 jobs. Healthcare added 58,000 jobs in January. Job growth occurred in ambulatory healthcare services, up 30,000. Nursing and residential facilities, up 17,000 jobs. And hospitals, up 11,000 jobs. In 2022, healthcare added an average of 47,000 jobs per month. Employment showed little change over the month in other major industries, including mining, corn, and oil and gas extraction, wholesale trade, information, financial activities, and other services. 
getting into rapid news, a NFL doctor said DeMar Hamlin, if wanted to, to return to football, could return to football without a doubt. And Senator Fetterman from Pennsylvania was taken to the hospital on Wednesday after feeling lightheaded. Now, getting into good news. I have a good news story this week. Nick is the king of good news, but I found one uh, that it's kind of sad, but it also has a good good story behind it. So I felt like it was sharing. It was worth sharing, and it went viral on social media this week. Take a listen. A special guest on today's flight. Kaya is a German Shepherd service dog who's been with her handler call since 2014. She was specifically trained to help veterans cope with mental health issues. She was the inspiration for the Paws Act, which is a federal law that allows the VA to find service dogs for veterans with post-traumatic stress, which was signed into law in 2021. Lobbying for the Paws Act and traveling with Colt, Kaya has flown on Southwest over 250 times out of the 320 flights she's been on. Sadly, Kaya was recently diagnosed with an untreatable cancer, so we have the solemn honor of taking her on what will be her last night. As she goes home to rest where she was born and first met Cole. If you have the opportunity and feel so inclined, feel free to search for her story and pay her a visit when we arrive in Dallas to show her some love. On behalf of Southwest Airlines, two veterans up front, we thank both Kaya and Cole, Marine Corps veterans, for their service. It, you know, it's sad that Kaya has um, uh, untreatable cancer, but she did so much and, you know, she played a big role in the symbolical measure of getting the Pause Act passed. And it's just amazing that took over 250 flights with Southwest and one of her her final flight home to Texas was on Southwest and Southwest truly treated her like a queen like she totally deserves you know she had her own custom bed right at the front of the plane and then when it came time to get off the plane she was carried off the plane put on a luggage cart with a with a nice bed and Southwest Airlines brought her right on through the airport and right on out. And it's just, and it's bittersweet story. It's so sad that she's got cancer, but she was such an important role of getting the Pause Act passed in 2021, being signed into law. I just felt like it was such worthy of sharing, and I, it was just a, such a heartwarming story that Southwest did this. Uh, but that is the end of this Friday morning news episode. We will be back here Sunday morning with what to expect for the week of February 12th. Until then, everybody, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye, guys.